Welcome, everyone, to the first Greenlight Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Kaler, and your co-host today is Day Davis. What's up, guys? What's up? First podcast, can't wait. Super excited. We packed slate to be reviewing the first week of college football. We're going to be going over the new AP polls and our own top 25. Then we'll be looking ahead to week two, looking at some games we really like. And then finally, we're going to preview NFL week one, which starts tomorrow with the Chiefs and Lions on Thursday night football. You ready to go, Dade? Oh, I'm ready. This is going to be fun. Buckle up, guys. First, let's review week one in college football. On Thursday night, we had a great game. And despite Cameron being out, Utah takes care of business against Florida at home, winning 24-11. What was your thoughts on this game, Dade? Yeah, I thought Utah played really well, especially without Cam Rising. I think Utah could be a team who makes some noise in the Pac-12. Not many people are talking, are talking about them right now, obviously, with Washington and Colorado. But I think if this team can play just as good as they played, even without Cam Rising, man, this team could be dangerous. And Florida, on the other, on the other side, uh, they were a little sloppy. Uh, that game could have been way closer. But if they play like that, they're going to get 8-11 in the SEC. For sure. I just want to point out for a second that it, I do not believe this game was Graham Mertz's fault, the transfer quarterback from Wisconsin. He threw for 333 yards, a touchdown, only one interception. I think this was more of a coaching and defensive problem, but I do not know how the Florida offense with their quarterback for 313 yards, 333, excuse me, yards can only put up one touchdown. Yeah. Moving along on that Thursday night slate, we had a very unentertaining, entertaining game between Minnesota and Nebraska, which Minnesota hit a game-winning field goal to win 13-10. to Dave, what did you see in this game? Oh, yeah. I thought – well, I was watching I was watching the updates on the X, and everyone was saying, oh, Nebraska's back, Nebraska's back. They looked really good for a half. I thought they were going to win this game, but – uh, they let their foot off the gas and let Minnesota get into the game, which Minnesota is a very mediocre team. They should have lost that game, but they're going to have some growing pains. They got Matt Rowe coming in, but I have no doubt he won't ch- he won't change his program around just like he did with Baylor and Temple. But, yeah, you, they got to get better quarterback play from Jeff Sims, or this could be a long season. Yeah, Jeff Sims throws two late interceptions that lets Minnesota back into the game and come from seamlessly nowhere to come out and win this game in the fourth quarter. Moving along, Friday night games, we had the real Miami beat Miami of Ohio 38-3. to We had Louisville have an exciting game against Georgia Tech, winning 39-34, to where they outscored Georgia Tech by 20 points in the second half. Kansas takes care against they take care of business against Missouri State, winning 48-17. to Stanford played well at Hawaii, winning 37-24. to And then on Saturday, pretty, I'm not going to say exciting, but a little scare for Ohio State at an 11 o'clock slot playing Indiana. They win 23-3, to but they were only up 10-3 to at half, Dade. What did you see in that game? Yeah, I don't, I'm not big on Ohio State this year. Obviously, it takes four or five weeks to 
really figure out what a team identity is, uh, what they're great at, what they need to improve on, who they are. But Ohio State, they really need to get a quarterback locked in. Um, I wasn't too impressed with Kyle McCord. He played all right, but they really got to find a guy. Um, but I thought Indiana went in there, Ohio State. They need to get their offense going against a mediocre Indiana team. Their defense was a positive. They played pretty good. But, yeah, I wasn't really impressed. Uh, they got to get Devin Brown or Kyle McCord on point, or this could be a long season. Mm-hmm. Ohio State defense was phenomenal. Yeah, McCord definitely needs to play better. Throwing for 240 yards, but no touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, and to add on again to that, at the nine. Yep. Yeah, and to, and to add on to that game, uh, I'm looking at the stats right now. Marvin Harrison with two catches. I mean, come on, he's a Heisman candidate. He's got to have more. That's not okay. But it's week one. We don't want to overreact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also at that 11 o'clock slot, Georgia takes care of business against UT Martin, winning 48-7. to Michigan beats East Carolina without Harbaugh, 30-3. to takes care of Middle Tennessee and Tuscaloosa, winning 56-7. to USC, after their week zero win against San Jose State, they take care of being 66 to 14 this offense is looking amazing Caleb Williams throws for 320 t- 320 yards and five touchdowns looking like the Heisman again Penn State I wanted to touch on this game really quick Penn State beats West Virginia 38 to 15 they look really good Dade what did you see in this game yeah I agree with you Drew Aller he looks like he probably will be the man for Penn for Penn State I think he will succeed this year uh even if he's just average, that's all Penn State needs. They got a ton of talent, good defense. Don't be surprised if you see this uh, team in the college football playoff conversation and the Big Ten West Championship. Mm-hmm. Aller played amazing. He had 325 yards and three touchdowns. Great game for him. Another one I want to touch quick on, Washington. Pummels Boise State. Boise State, let's let's remember, they're not, they're not no scrubs, Dade. They are not no scrubs. Yeah, Washington not. beats them 56 to 19. Michael Penix throws for 450 yards and five touchdowns. He is looking like he picked where he left off last year, Dave. He is a true Heisman contender. What did you see from Michael Penix this Saturday? Oh, man, I love Michael Penix. That, he throws some of the most beautiful deep balls I've ever seen. He can put the ball on the money. Like some of the throws, man, it's crazy. Uh, I really like this Washington team. They got a good offense. Uh, I don't think enough people are talking about them being just, despite being ranked top 10. Uh, I think they got to be the favorites right now coming out of the Pac-12. Really? Over USC? Bull yeah. take, Dave. Bull take. Yeah, bull take. Bull take. Already, this early in the podcast. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we, we had Texas. Starting slow against Rice, but ended up coming out on top 37-10. Ewers played well. Tennessee pummels Virginia 49-13. to Milton played well. Notre Dame starts 2-0 and after their week zero win. They beat Tennessee State 56-3. Hartman plays well again. Oregon, we're going to have to touch on this. Oregon puts up 81 points. In an eighty-one to seven win against Portland State, they just take me through the 
take me through this game. How do you put up 81 points on a team? Okay. First of all, I want to say the amount of points that were put up this weekend was ridiculous. I mean, wow. Uh, but obviously, you have to take it with a grain of salt because most of them were FCS teams or low group of five uh, teams. But it's impressive nonetheless. But I do have strong opinions on running the score up like that. Like, there's a certain point when you are 40, 50 points where, like, you can kind of let you put off the gas. But, like, teams like Tennessee, Oregon, they like to run it up a lot to make it look more impressive than it is. But, man, that was crazy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of points. Lots of offense. Fun to watch. Kansas State beat Southeast Missouri State 45-0. to zero. Again, one of the games weekend aid, Colorado TCU. Sanders throws for 510 yards, school record, and four touchdowns en route to a Colorado 45-42 to 42 win over TCU. Jay, take me through this game. Yeah, uh, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this have, has heard plenty of Colorado, but how can you not talk about that, man? You're talking about a program that came from a one-win season the year before and with a new head coach and Deion Sanders which a lot of people saw is going to go either well or not so well. But, man, this team went up blazing hot. If, if Shador Sanders can put up numbers like that, he's going to run away with the Heisman. And that's not to mention Travis Hunter, who can catch touchdowns and uh, pick off passes. But, and then you and then the stat that a lot of people aren't talking about is four of Colorado's receivers and triple-digit receiving yards. I mean, that's video game numbers right there. That is absolutely unheard of, especially against a TCU team that went to the national championship game last year. Again, lots of people are overreacting with this win, I think, to this Colorado win. Um, I like to take everything in the first few weeks, like you said, with a grain of salt. We don't actually know how good teams are. Yeah, We've uh, seen teams that get ranked at the beginning of the year that don't even make a bowl game. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, but... I mean, how can you not react at this performance? It's, it was wild. But, again, we don't know if TCU is really that bad or if Colorado is that good. It takes about four or five weeks, like I said, to really assess these teams. 100% agree with you, Dave. Let's move along. Wisconsin beats Buffalo 38-17. to But it wasn't always that easy, Dave, as Wisconsin was only up 14-10 to at halftime. Wisconsin looked shaky early on, but they pull away late. What was your thoughts on this game, Dave? Oh, uh, yeah, I was watching this game. Uh, I wasn't surprised at the slow start. Obviously, they got a new quarterback coming in, Tanner Mordecai, and then you got Fickle coming over in Cincinnati. So it's gonna there's going to be a few growing pains here and there, but I really like the run game with Allen. Uh, they always seem to have a, an elite rushing game with obviously Jonathan Taylor a couple years ago. But, yeah, they, they took care of business. I wasn't too concerned with the slow start. Oklahoma runs up the score on Arkansas State, winning 73-0. to Dylan Gabriel throws for north of 300 yards and two touchdowns. Then the game of the night, the Dukes-Mayo Classic. North Carolina takes on South Carolina at a neutral site. North Carolina come out on top, winning 31-17. Dave, what did you see on this Saturday night showcase? Oh, I, I enjoy this game a lot. Uh... I was I was seeing if South Carolina could maybe pull this offset up with Spencer Rat- Rattler. Rattler didn't play bad at all. Uh, I think he played better than Drake May. May threw a couple interceptions, but yeah, nice showing for UNC there. Mm-hmm. 
South Carolina was within three points at halftime with a score of 14 to 17. But South Carolina gets held to only three points the whole second half. They go down. Rattler played well with 353 yeah. passing yards, but there was no touchdown passes to show for all that work. Yeah. Let's move along. Ole Miss takes care of Mercer, winning 73-7. to Texas A&M discards New Mexico, winning 52-10. to <laughs> Tulane in South Alabama. This was a sneaky game. This was a sneaky good game. Tulane wins 37-17, to but these are two of the best non-Power 5 teams in the country. I was really looking forward to this game. Pratt throws for just south of 300 yards. He throws for four touchdowns. Tulane looks good. They look like the favorite to go to a New Year's Six Bowl out of not out of mid majors. What was your, what did you see in this game, Dave? Oh uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a really sneaky game. Uh, but coming into this game, South Alabama was not a pushover. They're uh, really good in the Sun Belt uh, down there. But yeah, Tulane, they look like a really good team this year. Uh, Pratt, veteran. This team is really like so slowly grow. Uh, Climbed up these ranks of the college football. Uh, I think, I think they could be ready for a signature run at Ole Miss. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, I really like mm-hmm. this Tulane team. Yeah, Tulane is not really sneaky this year. They went, they went to a New Year's Six Bowl last year when they knocked off USC. They're not. They have a. They don't have the same chip on their shoulders they do last year. Everybody knows about them, and they are good. Let's move along. Number twenty-five, Iowa. Utah State 24-14, McNamara, the Michigan transfer, throws for two touchdowns in his debut. But it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows for the Hawkeyes. As they were up 17-3 to at half, but they lose the third and fourth quarter, only winning by 10. What did you see out of this game from the new Iowa offense, Dade? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I saw. I definitely saw flashes of potential. Uh, those first two drives were uh, awesome. I actually saw a stat. Uh, they showed a stat during the broadcast that was like, that's the first time Iowa has ever thrown a passing touchdown in their season opening drive since like the 1990s or something. Crazy stat. But yeah, we're a Hawkeye mm-hmm. fan, so we were, we were paying attention to that game closely. Um, our offensive line didn't look great. Defense looked soft at times, but Iowa always tends to play down for some reason to these lesser scores, but they always find a way to pick it up when they get into Big Ten play. Yes, for sure. Never seen so many. People get a wide open 40-yard touchdown pass to start off the season. That state, Kinnick Stadium erupted. Oh, yeah. Fresno State takes Fresno State takes care of Purdue. On the This Purdue team looked – their defense looked awful as they got torn apart by Keene, who threw for 366 yards and four touchdowns. Fresno State – Wins 39 to 35. The Purdue Boilermakers do not look much improved from next last year. But Fresno State, they might be the favorites to win the Mountain West now over Boise State after that performance. What did you see, Dade? Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought a miserable performance first off from Purdue. Uh, not a lot of people talked about it because Purdue is that irrelevant in the Big Ten right now. I don't think they're going to compete at all in the West. Uh, but yeah, good. Good one for Fresno State to get paid to go on their house and pick a W. Uh, that's a nice day for Fresno State. Uh, that Mountain West looks sneaky good, though, with Boise State, San Jose State, uh, and obviously Fresno State. 
Mm-hmm. Let's continue. Auburn just absolutely dismantles UMass, winning 59-14. to Maryland beats Townsend. Not a huge win for Maryland, but I feel like Maryland is definitely a sleeper in the Big Ten East this year with Tungvaloa at the helm of their offense. He throws for 260 yards, three touchdowns. I feel like they could ruin a few college football playoff dreams this year playing uh, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. They might be able to steal a dub out of those three games. Oh, yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Uh, Tagovailoa has been there for a while now. He's probably should be taking the next step. I think he will. They're definitely Maryland's definitely a sleeper team. Uh, it's, it's not going to be easy when they come into Maryland because that place is going to be rocking. For sure. Let's continue. Syracuse takes care of Colgate, winning 65-0. to Charlotte, a team with a ton of transfers, takes care of South Carolina State, winning 24-3. That's a team to keep your eye on the rest of this year. Vanderbilt wins against Alabama A&M, 47-13. Start off this season. Washington State takes care of Colorado State, winning, putting up 50 points as Ward throws for 451-3 touchdowns. And then one of the biggest upsets of the weekend, Texas State takes down Baylor at the Bears' house, winning 42-31. Dave, what did you see in this wild game? Oh, man, that was a wild game. Uh, Texas State had a nice uh, one-handed catch on the sideline. That was pretty crazy. But I think uh, what was very interesting about this game was T.J. Finley. You know, obviously a guy who's had rough sledding in college football, came out as a top prospect out of high school, bounced around. But it's so cool to see that he's maybe found a place, hopefully found a place. This was his signature win. So uh, hopefully Texas State can keep it rolling. And on the Baylor side, man, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, it is. I if I wrote an article that mentioned Texas State. If you haven't read that, check that out on greenlightbucket.com. But I mentioned Texas State brought in 20 transfers, which was the 30, which, which was the third most this offseason. And it looks like it might be clicking as they knock off a power five, a solid power five team, and that of as a Baylor. Houston takes care of UTSA seven, 17 to 14. Oklahoma State starts 27-13. Illinois. Needs a Caleb Griffin 29-yard field goal in the closing seconds for to give Illinois the win 30-28 to over Toledo. This Illinois team does not look as good as last year, at least as of week one. Dade, what did you see out of this pretty exciting opener for Illinois? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't very surprised with it. You know, casual fans are going to be like, what, Illinois uh, had a close game with Toledo? But Toledo is a good MAC team. They're projected to win the MAC, I believe. But Illinois didn't look great, honestly. I think Toledo should have won that game. Toledo with Daquan Finn, uh, he's going to be a force there in their pack. Mm-hmm. But I really like this Toledo team, and I'm not sure about this Illinois team yet. Yeah, Finn threw for 230 yards, two tutties. Impressive game against a Power Five team. Virginia Tech with the inner Sandman. They take care of 
you could almost call it their rival now, Old Dominion. Old Dominion always seems to give them trouble. Not this year, though, as Virginia Tech wins 36-17. Another one of the biggest upsets of the weekend, Wyoming takes down Texas Tech in double overtime, 35-33. This was a weird game, though, for Texas Tech. They're playing away at Wyoming. Some would almost like a trap game. There was a rain delay, and Texas Tech – falls into the trap they lose Dade what did you see in this game oh yeah this was for sure a trap game you know you're coming to a group of five school uh power five coming into group of uh group of five school which doesn't happen a lot so obviously the environment is going to be big there's going to be a lot of hype uh this game was also a uh, lightning delay for a couple of hours which doesn't help uh but yeah Texas Tech some people had in their top five uh I didn't really see why um obviously uh, that I was proved right. Um, but, yeah, nice showing for Wyoming. They should be good also there in the Mountain West. For sure. Later, Late that night, Arizona takes care of NAU winning 38-3. to UCLA takes care of a pretty solid Coastal Carolina team with Grayson McCall, um, quarterback. They win 27-13. Let's go to Sunday. Let's go to the best game of the weekend. Most anticipated game of the weekend. Florida State beats LSU 45-24. What did you see in that blockbuster of a game, Dave? Man, uh, I thought LSU was going to win that game. They were, they were, I thought they were the better team first half, uh, 2017-14. But what a game for Florida State. It just looked like LSU kind of almost rolled over when uh, uh, FSU came down to score a few times. But – Florida State made some key stops. I remember in the first half, OSU came down and drove it right down to the one-yard line, and they got four straight stops in a row. So, And that was just one of, like, the two or three that they had. But this Florida State team looks really good with Travis. He played all right. Uh, he had a few forced balls, but got it done on the ground. Uh, Keon Coleman, that man is wild. He could have just entered himself into the Heisman conversation if he played like that. Uh, they had a few drop balls. Wow. What was that? Keon Coleman in the Heisman conversation. Yeah, I think I think if Travis can get him the ball, if Marvin Harrison doesn't put up numbers, I think he could be definitely the best receiver in college football right now. Yeah, that's another hot take. Florida State was losing by three and a half, but Florida State's defense really stepped, in, stepped up in the second half shutting out LSU until late in the fourth when they got a kind of a garbage time touchdown. Travis played amazing. Minus a few forced balls where you probably should throw the ball away. I think Travis has just entered himself into that conversation along with Caleb Williams and Michael Penix. I thought he played great. Moving along, Oregon State, number 18, Oregon State took on San Jose State. San Jose State ain't no scrubs. They're 0-2, but they are not they're, they're not a scrub team in the Mountain West. Not at all. I really like Oregon State. They won 42-17. What did you see in that game, Dade? Yeah, I, re I really like this game. Uh, it was a little bit interesting game. Oregon State coming to San Jose State. Uh, San Jose State has one of the weirdest stadiums I've ever seen, by the way. Uh, you might want to check that out. But, yeah, I really like the story of DJ Ugulu. Uh, I can't even say it. But, yeah, obviously the Clemson transfer uh, didn't work out there. 
but it's looking like he could figure things out there in Oregon State. And I really like this yeah. team. By the- I like this team in the Pac-12, Oregon State. Not, not a lot of people are talking about them. But, yeah, nice performance against the San Jose State team who competed with USC for a while. Yeah, Oregon State is for sure a sleeper. They could definitely compete with Oregon, Utah, Washington, and USC. Pac-12 is looking great this year. I also really like DJ Uyangale. Little comeback, little redemption story. He threw for 240 yards and three touchdowns. Rucker takes care of a bad Northwestern team that did not look any better than they were last year. Rutgers wins 24-7. Let's go to the Monday night game, Dade. The biggest upset of the weekend. Duke takes down Clemson 28-7. Cade Klubnick, Davo Sweeney. Looked, they looked bad. There's no other way to put it. They did not look good. What did you see in that game, Dade? Yeah, I agree with you. Clemson looked like a mess. Uh, their defense was a positive. I thought they played all right. But uh, and also, uh, uh, my bad. Uh, I, I was blanking. Shipley looked really good. Um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought Clemson got out coached. They were too sloppy. Duke played really good with Bradley Leonard. He got it done on the ground. Uh, that clip of him asking his professor for extra time for his time was funny. I thought, but yeah, Duke. Duke looked like they could be a competitive team in the ACC. Uh, ACC is definitely interesting. Obviously, Florida State, the front runner right now, but Duke could definitely make some noise. For sure. I really always like those college football moments, <laughs> having to yeah. ask professionals for the extra time. That Oregon Duck having to do hundreds of push-ups. Love the college. Love the college game. Glad it's back. Yeah. Okay, Dave, let's review the AP poll, and then we'll get into our top 25. We will move right along into the new AP poll rankings and our own top 25, Dave. Let's first start with the AP poll. Georgia and Michigan all stay the same at one and two. Alabama moves up one spot into three. Florida State takes a jump of four spots up into the college football playoff at four. Dave, do you think this is um, the right reward, we'll say, for beating um, LSU this past weekend? Yeah, I think it's the right move. Uh, I thought Florida State definitely looked like a playoff team. If they don't make the playoffs, I think it will be a disappointment. But, yeah, obviously there's going to be a little reaction from the AP voters. But I think this is the right move. They had the best uh, win on their uh, resume-wise. Uh, but, yeah, I like this. I like Oh, I was, or Florida State at four. Yeah, I like it as well. I feel like almost all the teams, you could say almost from four to ten, are pretty are on a level playing field right now. Ohio State drops two spots from three down to five. USC stays the same at six. Penn State stays the same at seven. Washington jumps two spots to eight. Tennessee and Notre Dame both move up three to nine and ten. Texas stay the same at eleven. Utah and Oregon both jumped two to two spots. Utah is now at 12. Oregon's now at 13. LSU drops nine spots after their loss to Florida State. Dade, do you think this is the right punishment for them, or do you think it should be a little harsher? Uh, no, I think this is the right punishment for them. Uh, I feel like there's a little gap between 13 and uh, 
15, which 13 would be Oregon, 15 would be Kansas State. I feel like there's a little gap that LSU uh, fills out right. But I feel like LSU, uh, I feel like it could be worse for them. Um, they didn't look great against Florida State. Obviously, they got uh, blown out in the second half. But, yeah, I think this is the right move. Yeah, I like it as well. Kansas State moves up one spot to number 15. Oregon State, who I like a lot, moved up two spots from 18 to 16. North Carolina moves up four spots to 17 after they beat rival South Carolina. Dave, do you think this is right for them, or do you think this is maybe a little overreaction after being a non-ranked opponent? Um, I think it goes both ways. Uh, South Carolina is a good win, but it's not a great win. Uh, North Carolina struggled a little bit uh, with Drake May, but they got they got it going. But uh, I'm, I'm not. I don't hate it. I don't love it though. So. I don't really have any big thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll definitely see a lot more of North Carolina in the upcoming weeks, see if they're the real deal. Oklahoma moves up two spots after hammering Arkansas State. They're in 18. Wisconsin doesn't move at all after a little shaky game against Buffalo. Old Miss moves up two spots from 22 to 20. Duke and Colorado both come to the rankings at 21 and 22. Dave, what do you think about Duke and Colorado being in those spots? Do you think this should be higher or maybe a little lower? No, I like where they're at. Oh, I'm not surprised that they're ranked at all. Uh, I, I hope they would be ranked. I think they both be a ranked team. But I think these teams are both top 25 teams. Hopefully they prove that right. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Duke could almost be a little higher. You can, you can argue that after beating a top 10 team in Clemson. Texas A&M, they stay the same at 23. Tulane does not move. They stay at 24. Clemson, they drop 16 spots down from 9 to 25. Clemson barely hanging on in the rankings after an ugly loss to Duke. Dave, do you think this is maybe a little overreaction, or do you think it's not strong enough from the AP voters after Clemson drops 16 spots? No, I, I think this is a, a... – I think this isn't harsh enough. I feel like Clemson did not look like a top 25 team at all. Um, they really look sloppy. But, I mean, who else are going to put that 25 spot? Iowa didn't look great. Uh, you could argue Miami maybe. But they played Miami, Ohio. Uh, TCU got some votes. But they obviously got uh, bumped out by Colorado. But, I don't know. It's a tough position to put 25. I struggled in my poll, as I'll talk about later. But I think it should be harsher, but it's it's not a huge problem right now. Yeah, Dave, that rounds out the AP Top 25. Iowa and TCU both drop out from 17 and from 25 after TCU loses to Colorado and Iowa has a very lackluster performance against Utah State at home. Dave, let's get right into your Top 25. Oh, yeah, here we go. So I got uh, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, and Florida State for my college football playoff. Uh, I think Florida State and Alabama have a, have a chance in the next couple of weeks to really solidify themselves as uh, playoff front, front runners. Uh, uh, Georgia and Michigan, obviously, they're going to be in everyone's playoffs. But, yeah, I think that's – if the season ended now, which we still got 11 weeks, but I think that will be my playoffs. And then to finish up the top 10, I got Washington 5, USC, Penn State, Notre Dame, Tennessee, Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State's a little uh, high, I would say, or low for me at number 10. I'm just not high on them. 
But I, I want to see what they can do against Notre Dame in a few weeks. Yeah, Dan, I see you moved up Washington five spots from your uh, rankings last week. What was your um, thought process behind that? Yeah, I don't think enough people are talking about Washington right now. They got Heisman Trophy uh, contender and Michael Penix. He's unbelievable. This Washington offense is going to go crazy in the Pac-12. They got a good defense. They beat a good team in Boise State, too, and it wasn't necessarily close. But I think more people need to talk about Washington, and I think they could definitely make the college football playoff. Yeah, they're definitely a dark horse, but maybe not to you as you have them all the way up at number five ahead of conference, Pac-12 conference um, member USC. So that will be very interesting eventually when they meet. I, I also want to just touch on Ohio State at 10. That's almost – painfully low for some people AP poll has them at five I have them at six what is why 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 do we have them all the way down at 10 Dave um I just think the uncertainty at the quarterback position uh with Devin Brown and Kyle McCord uh Marvin Harrison like I said a couple or earlier in the podcast he only had two or three catches that's just unacceptable with one of the most talented our receivers we may have ever seen in this generation but uh, yeah, I, I think they need to get things figured out. All, their defense look good, but offensively, they need to get things figured out. Yeah, and just let me touch on one thing for all the listeners. All these rankings can be found at our website, greenlightbucket.com. You can find me and Dade's week two and also our preseason rankings. Dade, you can continue now. Okay, so I got Utah at 11, Texas 12, Oregon, Oregon State, and then Kansas State at 15. Um, I just want to talk about Oregon State real quick. Uh, this may be a high for, high for some people, but I really like DJ Ungundula. I can't, I can't say it. Uh, but I really like his story. I think he's, I think he's going to get it together here at Oregon State. Uh, they beat a good team in San Jose State on the road. Um, but, yeah, this offense looks good, and I think they're a team that more people need to talk about when Pac-12 play starts. Yeah. I am also very high on Oregon State, as we'll get into later. But, Dade, you can continue. All right. Finishing the top 20, I got Oklahoma, North Carolina, LSU, Duke, and Wisconsin at 20. Yeah, Dade, I see you moved Oklahoma up four spots mm-hmm. after the hammering of Arkansas State this weekend. What was your rationale behind that? Um, some people might say that I overreact, but I, I really like this Oklahoma team. Uh, Dylan Gabriel coming in second year. Venables coming in second year. I think this Oklahoma team is really going to uh, surprise some people. It's put up or shut up time for them. You know, they've had some good years in the past couple of years for the, in the uh, Big 12, but they really haven't got back to a elite uh, name with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Murray and those guys. Yeah, uh, I just want to touch on Dylan Gabriel. He's definitely looking like a possible long shot as Heisman, but a little dark horse there. Um, I also want to touch on North Carolina. You moved them up four the same amount as the AP poll did. I'm assuming you value that South Carolina win well, but not you're not overreacting. Yeah, it's it's. I was just saying that uh, I didn't love them getting moved up, and I moved them up. But uh, yeah, I think they they have potential with Drake May. Uh, but I think they just need to get their talent around them. Uh, he doesn't have a great supporting cast, but I think they can. I think they can definitely make some noise. And then you drop LSU 14 spots. They were in your preseason playoff, but now they're at your 18 spot. Um, you dropped them pretty far. Uh, did you really not like what you saw against Florida State? 
No idea. Well, uh, I don't want to overreact because, uh, like I said, it takes four or five, re- five weeks to really know what these teams are about. But it was concerning seeing them just fall apart in that second half. You got to execute those goal Like when Florida State made those goal line stands, you got to execute there and, and get in the end zone or at least score a field goal or something. But those, those field stops that Florida State have really hurt LSU. Mm-hmm. And then you enter in Duke at the 19th spot and you drop Wisconsin by two spots. Um, you can continue with the rest of your rankings, Dave. Yeah, to finish it out, I got Ole Miss at 21, Colorado 22, Texas and 23, Tulane 24, Miami 25. You move in Miami. Uh, this is the first time you've ranked them. And then you drop out Clemson, TCU, and Iowa. You really think Miami's a better team than Clemson right now, Dave? Uh, I don't know if they're better, but I think they definitely have a chance to prove themselves uh, at home versus Texas A&M this weekend. We'll talk about that soon. We but will. 25 is a hard spot right now because you got Iowa, which didn't look great against Utah State, but they still won. You got Clemson, which got obviously got pummeled by Duke. But, yeah, um, this is a tough spot for you. I just, I just like Miami here because I like Tyler Van Dyke. They got a good run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have a chance to prove themselves. So that's why I ranked him. Yeah, Tyler Van Dyke, an experienced quarterback. He looked good. Um, my top 25, I keep Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and USC all in my college football playoff. Nobody moves. I move Florida State only up two spots. I don't want to overreact, and I don't want to put them in over USC. I still think USC is the better team right now. So Florida State's at five. Ohio State, I dropped them once place. I don't want to overreact over their not-so-impressive week one win over Indiana. I move Washington up one spot to seven. I move Notre Dame up three spots to eight. I really like Notre Dame this year, Dave. I really like Sam Hartman. I really like what they're doing. Yeah, And I I think – Yeah, I just want to add on to that. Uh, I think Notre Dame, obviously they haven't played anyone great. But I think Sam Harden is really going to get Notre Dame back on track at his elite program and a college football contender. Yeah, and they have a very hard schedule, so they'll definitely be put through the fire this year. I move Utah up three spots from 12 to 9. I drop Penn State one spot from 9 to 10. I really like Aller. I I just couldn't – I think – I just really like Notre Dame and I really like Utah. And right now I think Notre Dame and Utah are better than Penn State. So that's why I have to end up dropping Penn State one spot. Not that I don't think Penn State's good, but I see that you had Penn State at the seventh spot um, ahead of Notre Dame. But I really like uh, Utah and Notre Dame. So they, they go ahead of Penn State in my rankings. I move Oregon State up three spots all the way to eleven. Dade, I know you're really high on Oregon State as well. I love DJ Uyangale. And I love his kind of almost a little redemption story um, after getting benched at Clemson. People are going to flame me for putting them at 11 over Oregon. But um, hey. that's just really what I – I'm high on them, but I don't think I'm that high on them yet. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, but I, I, think, I think there's a chance they could be there in a few weeks. Yeah, they're definitely a dark horse team that could probably give – they could possibly give USC – and Washington problems, as long as Utah and the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is looking stacked, Dave. Let's just mention oh, yeah. the Pac-12 went 13-0 and on week one. 
Do you have any opinions on that? Is that a fluke or is the Pac-12 legit? No, I think it's legit. Um, of course, this is happening when they're disbanding. Uh, sucks. Sucks to see them go, but Pac-12 has had their chances uh, in recent years and they really haven't executed it. But I think this is a year and of course it has to be the year that they're disbanding. Yeah, it's like a little last dance moment for them. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move on. We have I have Tennessee at twelve. Um, I just I, I really I'm really excited to see actually how good Tennessee is after they start playing tough SEC opponents. I moved Texas up two spots to thirteen. Oregon up three spots to fourteen. I only move Oklahoma up one to fifteen. I don't want to overreact. Dylan Gabriel, I do like him. I, he is very good. But I just – I don't think Arkansas State is enough to move him up a lot. I moved North Carolina up three to 16, Ole Miss up three to 17. We're definitely going to get into this later. But Ole Miss is set for kind of like a little blockbuster game against Tulane. That's going to be a very interesting game next week. I have LSU dropping 12 spots. So you dropped LSU 14 spots. I dropped them 12. I thought I was being harsh. But you dropped them 14 spots. Yeah. Um, um, week one, a lot of it is just going by the eye test, and they didn't pass it. So, Yeah. What stopped me from dropping them further, though, I really did think they looked good in the first half of that Florida State game. They just could not hold it together. Mm-hmm. Kansas State, I dropped them one spot to 19. Clemson, people – I know you dropped them out of your rankings completely, but – I don't want to overreact. I only drop them 10 spots to 20. Um, Out of all the rankings I've seen, I still have them the highest. I don't want to write off Cade Klubnik and Dabo just yet, so I only drop them 10 spots. You can flame me for that, Dave, (laughs) but I like it. Yeah, um, I'm not going to flame you because I see see where you're coming from with Dabo Sweeney. Uh, I just don't know if he's going to be able to figure out because he has a lot less talent to work with than he has in recent years. Yeah, I moved Tulane up four spots. I the Tulane South Alabama game was for sure an underrated game of the week, and to see Tulane come out on top pretty handily in that game, I really like it. South Alabama is not they're not they ain't no scrubs. I moved I don't move Texas A and M all A and M at all. They stay at twenty two. I bring Duke and Colorado in at twenty three and twenty four. I bring them in lower than most people. Because I, again, this is only week one. I don't want to overreact. We'll see future weeks. I could still move them up, but I don't want to throw them all the way in at above 20 like you did, Dade. Mm-hmm. And then I dropped Wisconsin four spots to 25. I really did not like that look against Buffalo. And then Iowa and TCU both dropped. Now. We'll be moving in to our – we're going to be looking ahead into the week two of college football day. There's some great games on this slate. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. This might be the best week of college football we have all season. I don't know about that, date. If you look ahead to week four, there looks like some bangers oh, up yeah. there. <laughs> on Friday, a little sneaky game on Friday night in Kansas. We have Illinois playing Kansas. Both of these teams are 1-0. and and whoever wins this game could be ranked next week, Dave. Yep. Uh, I like Can- I like Kansas in this matchup. Illinois didn't look too great. They're going on the road. 
And uh, Kansas is also getting their quarterback and Daniels back after an injury. Uh, they're also Illinois is also on the road, so I'm gonna give the advantage to Kansas right now. I think I, I think I like them in the win right here. Yeah, Kansas is favored by three points in their home stadium. Another little thing to keep your eye on this game: it's supposed to be 93 degrees, and this is a 6:30 kickoff. I would not be surprised if on the turf it feels over 100 degrees. Just a little, little something to keep your eye on in that game. We moved to Saturday. Um, or Georgia plays Ball State should be no problem for them. Ohio State beats Young plays Youngstown State should be no problem for the Buckeyes in Columbus. A game I want to touch on for a little bit: Notre Dame plays at NC State. This could be a little, almost a little trap game for Notre Dame as because it's in NC State. What do you think about this game, Dave? Yeah, I think it's going to be close for a little bit. They got a mobile quarterback in Brennan Armstrong. They just got to keep him in the pocket. If they're going to beat Notre Dame, they got to make him uh, beat him through the air. But I, th- I like Notre Dame in this matchup. I thought they looked very, very good. You got a freshman quarterback, Sam Hartman, going on the road. He's absolutely cooked NC State in the ACC because uh, he played for uh, uh, Wake, Wake Forest. Forest. Yeah, I was playing there, sorry. But, yeah, he, he cooked – he threw for like 400 yards last season, I believe, against him. But I like Notre Dame in this. Don't be surprised if it's close for a little bit. But I think I like Notre Dame in this. Yeah, I do as well. Notre Dame is favored by seven and a half points. Another 11 o'clock game, Utah at Baylor. They, we saw Baylor. They lost to Texas State. We see Utah. They beat Florida. Two very different narratives going into this game. Do you think the Bears can bounce back here against the 12th-ranked Utes? Uh, no, actually, I don't really think it's going to be close at all. Uh, Baylor's probably – it's an 11 o'clock kick, kickoff. Uh, Baylor's not going to really want to be there. They're probably still hanging their heads off of Texas State. Uh, and I also like Utah coming. We don't know if Cam Rising is playing yet, but I don't think it will really matter. I think Utah can win big in this one. Yeah, the Utes are favored by eight points going into Waco. Um, Colorado. Almost a Cinderella story. Host Nebraska this weekend in Boulder. Dave, do you think Colorado's run continues against a very lackluster uh, Nebraska team in week one? Yeah, I think I think it, uh, conti- this role continues, and I think it continues in a big way. Uh, Nebraska, I think they can hate in there with Colorado's high-powered offense defensively-wise, but I don't know about their offense. Their offense is going to have to put up some big numbers. But I like Colorado big in this one as well, especially at home. That place is going to be rocking, man. Yeah, something I just want to touch on real quick. Vegas does not like Colorado. They only have favored Colorado by three points in this game. They think it's going to be close, but we don't. Yeah, also the over-under is very low for this game, which I'm not expecting a Colorado game to be for the over-under to be this low for the rest of the season. Yeah, we for sure uh, did not see a very low total point score last week as they played TCU. I also want to touch on Purdue Virginia Tech. This could get this could be a very interesting game in Blacksburg. Virginia Tech is favored by two and a half, but I just want to point this out real quick. Another game. Here is my upset for the week, though, Dade. Holy Cross plays Boston College. Holy Cross is right now the fifth ranked FCS team in the country. And Boston College looked miserable in week one. I think Holy Cross can come in here and throw the upset. 
an FCS team, Dave, has beaten a Division One team every single season. I think for the past 12 seasons, the one exception being the COVID year. And this is the time that I see it happening this year. Holy Cross versus Boston College. Do you think oh, Holy Cross can pull it off? I mean, obviously, I don't know much about these two teams. Um, but I think it could definitely happen. It's an 11 o'clock game. I feel like a lot of these games are 11 o'clock this week. But, yeah, obviously, there's no lineup because they don't do lines until, like, Saturday uh, before the game for FCS games. But I don't know too much about these teams, but I know Boston College looked pretty bad. Um, and Holy Cross, uh, obviously, high-ranked FCS team. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's definitely an 11 o'clock game to keep your eye on. Clemson, after taking that hit against Duke, they get to host Charleston Southern. This should be a walk in the park for the Tigers. Moving along, Michigan hosts UNLV. And then probably probably the game I'm almost looking forward to more, dare I say, than the Alabama-Texas game. I am really looking forward to this Old Miss-Tulane game. What do you see in this? What do you see happening in this game, Dave? And what's your prediction? Oh, I can't. I can't wait for this game. Uh, two lanes. I think this two. This is two lanes' real chance to solidify themselves as a team that could be around for a while. Uh, they've kept on kept. They've every single year they kept on climbing up the ranks, getting better wins here and there. But I think there's a real chance. Almost is coming into Tulane. Almost is also a very good team. But Michael Pratt, he's a he's a man there in Tulane. I think I think he. Leads Ole Miss to an uh, I think he leads Tulane to an upset win versus Ole Miss. He's obviously a big veteran uh, presence, and I think he's going to get the job done. Yeah, to uh, Ole Miss is favored by seven and a half points, but again, that heat coming across the South, it's going to be ninety four degrees by at kickoff on two thirty p.m. Eastern. So, this is a game to keep your eye on for sure. Moving right along, you have Texas A&M playing at Miami. This is a very good game. Even though Miami is not ranked in the AP poll, they have them ranked at 25. They're just right outside. This could be a barn burner day. Oh, yeah. I think this – I, in my opinion, think this game is going to be very good. I think Miami has a shot to win. I'm going to go Texas A&M, though. Um, I just think Miami still has got this stuff, some stuff to figure out. Uh. And then Texas A&M, I think they really get a statement in with a new offensive coordinator. I think they get themselves solidified as a good offensive team. But I think – I don't be surprised if, if Miami pulls us off with Van Dyke. Yeah, this is a very interesting game. Both of these teams looking for a statement win to kind of set the tone for their season. In-state rivals, you know, our, our Hawkeyes – go to Ames, to Jack Trice Stadium, and they play Iowa State. This could be a very interesting game, Dade. What do you see out of this one? Yeah, I think this is a game that not many people are talking about. I think that it should be talked about. Uh, Iowa State's got some studs on defense, and as well as Iowa, obviously, every single year. But I think it's going to be interesting how to see how both offenses work out. You know, uh, Iowa State with the fresher quarterback, uh, Witten, uh, Rocco, Brecht, and I think Caden Aquamara needs to get it going really fast with Iowa. He looks really good, but I think everyone around him needs to get going. But I think this is going to be a close game. These games are always pretty close. But I think Iowa uh, uses this defense to score a touchdown or two, and I think they get the edge here in Iowa State. Yeah, in classic Iowa-Iowa State fashion, the over-under is only 36.5 points. Iowa's favored by 3.5. I really like Iowa in this game. 
I was surprised on how easily Iowa State took care of UNI last week. I thought they were going to have some issues with a pretty good FCS team in UNI. But without Deckers, I think Iowa's defense is really going to step up this week. And I really think Cade McNamara hopefully is going to get cooking. (laughs) But I like Iowa, and I would not be surprised if they cover three-and-a-half spread. (laughs) Moving right along. I I just want to point out Texas State UTSA. It's on ESPN+. Plus. It's a 3.30 Eastern kick. This is an underrated game. Um, Texas State upset uh, Baylor last week. UTSA almost knocks off Houston. UTSA is actually favored by 13.5 points. I would not be surprised if Texas State covers that spread. But this is a kind of a, just a little interesting game to keep your eye on. That is on ESPN+. Plus. Our we're very, we're very high on Washington. They host Tulsa um, at a four five p.m. Eastern kick. Washington is favored by thirty four points in that game. Tennessee hosts Austin Penny, who's also a pretty good SGS team, but I do not see Tennessee having any problems with them. North Carolina hosts Appalachian State. If North Carolina can roll through this game, they'll really show that they could be a force. In the ACC, Appalachian State is never an easy win, though. Dave, do you think Appalachian State has a chance to pull off this massive upset? Uh, uh, I don't think they do at all. Um, obviously, they played North Carolina in a great game last year. Uh, that game got into the 60s, and I believe it went to overtime. I'm not sure, though. But I think I've heard Appalachian State isn't as good as the recent years, but they've been able to compete. Obviously, they beat Michigan – a long time ago when Michigan was ranked that high uh, before they even FES school. But, yeah, I think North Carolina takes care of Avalanche State pretty easy. Yeah, North Carolina is favored by 19 points. But you can never – anytime you have Appalachian State on the rec, on the schedule, you cannot just skip over that game. Um, Oklahoma, after their big win last week, they host SMU. Duke, number – newly ranked Duke, hosts Lafayette. Um. I also just want to point out uh, West Virginia hosting this. I don't know how to Duquesne. say their name. I've heard Duquesne. 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 Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard some... many different ways of saying it. Yeah. Duquesne. I just want to point out Duquesne is a very good FCS team. West Virginia looked solid against Penn State. I think they'll take care of business. But don't be surprised if this game um, is close going into the second half. Later, um, the uh, 6.30 Eastern kick, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh, I think this game could also be very interesting. I think Cincinnati has all the um, talent to throw this upset with Emory Jones playing quarterback. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I think uh, I would not be surprised at all uh, if Cincinnati pulls us off. Emory Jones, uh, another guy who came in from the portal, Cincinnati is always usually a pretty good group of five team. Obviously, they made the playoffs a couple of years ago. Uh, this is a first bat- ACC matchup, I believe, for Cincinnati as they joined this year. But I don't really know what to think about this game. I don't really know much about either team. Again, it takes four or five weeks to learn about a lot about these teams. But, yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh is favored by seven and a half. I would not be surprised if you see Cincinnati cover that spread. Then to the game of the week – 
Texas goes into Tuscaloosa to face number three, Alabama. Dade, break this game down for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start things off hot. I think Alabama blows Texas out by 20-plus points. Uh, this Texas team, I don't really know much. I don't really think they'll be able to compete about uh, in this game. Quinn Ewers has looked good, but he hasn't looked great since that Alabama game last year. Obviously, this game was a throw last year. Texas almost pulled off the upset. But I think Alabama is more talented overall. Jalen Merlo, I think he's a guy. I think he really proves and solidifies this is his job, no one's else. And I think that's also a game where Alabama proves that they're a playoff team. A lot of people wrote them off before the season starts. And I think and it's at home. And I think they come out and make a statement and blow Texas out. Yeah, Alabama's only favored by seven points. I would not be surprised if they win and cover that spread. I don't really know a lot about Texas, and I would not be surprised if Bama blows them out. Texas, if they want a chance to win this game, they have to be in it by the second half. They have to, It has to be a one-score game. They have to be able to hang on and just give them a chance at the end, kind of like last year when they only lost by one. Oregon goes into Texas Tech at a seven Eastern kick. Oregon is favored by six and a half, but – Tyler Shaw looked very good, even though Texas Tech lost to Wyoming last week. He threw for almost 340 yards and three touchdowns. I would not be surprised if Texas Tech has almost a little comeback game. If their defense shows up in this game, I think it could um, be close, especially going into the second half. Yeah. Another game I – yeah, what do you feel about that game, Dave? Yeah, I think – a lot of people are already writing Texas Tech off. Obviously, that Wyoming game, it wasn't a horrible loss at all. That game got delayed. They were on the road as well. I think this game might be closer than some people think, but I think Oregon won this game with Bo Nix. I think, I think he's got things figured out there in Oregon. But, yeah, I like Oregon in this. Yeah, Texas Tech was – most people, lots of people ranked them preseason in the mid-20s. Uh, um, later – uh, UCF plays Boise State. I think this could be a great game. Um, little game with a seven Eastern kick to keep your eye on. LSU is 100% going to get a little comeback win as they host Grambling at a 730 Eastern kick. A game I want to really focus on with a 730 Eastern kick is Wisconsin. Going into Washington State, Wisconsin's favored by six points, but they did not look good against Buffalo in their opener day. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think Wisconsin looked horrible. That first half was a little shaky, but I think they figured things out on the run game. And if they can really figure it out here on the road, I think they can win this. I don't think it's going to be easy at all. Washington State's a pretty good team. Uh, they always are, but uh, this is a game where we really find out quickly who Wisconsin is and if they're – uh, going to be in the Big Ten West this season with Luke Fickle and uh, transfer SMU transfer quarterback Tanner Mordecai. And also, I want to add one more thing. This week is so loaded. I, I could probably name like two or three games to watch in every time slot. Uh, that would be like 11, 2.30, 5, maybe 6.30. But there's a ton of games to watch. So this game, week is not going to be boring like it was last year. No, this week is absolutely stacked. Later in that uh, 7.30 Eastern kick. UCLA plays at San Diego State. This could be a little trap game, Dade. 
Do you think San Diego State will give UCLA any problems? Uh, I think they might for a little bit. Uh, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if San Diego State maybe could pull off an upset. Teams tend to struggle when they go out in the West, but UCL, UCLA is obviously used to playing out in the West. But when you got teams from like Texas, uh, Midwest, East coming out to play teams on the Mountain West, that's why the later time. Uh, but yeah, I think UCLA take care of business. Don't be surprised if it's close though. Yeah, that's another pretty good game to watch. And then at the 10.30 Eastern slot, Stanford plays number six, USC. USC is favored by 29.5 points. But I thought Stanford looked pretty good last week against Hawaii. Dave, do you think this game is even going to be close? Um, You know, not really. Uh, Stanford looked pretty good against Hawaii, but I think – uh, USC is just too talented. I would like to see USC get out a little faster on defense. So I think that's one thing that's going to get them in the end of the season. It's going to be their defense. But I think Caleb Williams plays yet another great game. Uh, that's my thoughts on it. I think USC wins. Yeah, Caleb Williams has already thrown for nine touchdowns through USC's first two games. Another game that I'm really intrigued in this 1030 Eastern time slot, Auburn goes and plays at Cal. Cal looked very good in their week one opener. Kind of surprising. Cal is usually not very good. Auburn also killed UMass. Auburn's favored by six and a half, but I wouldn't be surprised if this game, this game is close going late into the game. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, it's obviously another one of those weird games out on the West Coast. That's a later. Auburn's coming from the East Coast. So I, I think California could definitely win this game. But, I, again, it's a game where we won't really know who these teams are four or five weeks into the season. So I don't have much thoughts on it right now. Yeah, and then the final game we're going to talk about, another really interesting 10.30 Eastern time slot game. Oklahoma State plays at Arizona State. Oklahoma State is favored by three points, but the temperature – is going to be over 100 degrees at 102 at the time of kickoff. And this is a late game. Dave, do you think Oklahoma State will take care of Arizona State? Um, again, another one of those games I don't quite know much about them. But I think Oklahoma State can take care of business. They don't have to travel that far. Arizona State's always going to have the edge uh, being used to the heat. Uh, but I, I, think, I, I think Oklahoma State would take care of business here. Yeah, I really like – I think Arizona State can pull off this upset. I would pick Arizona State if I was a betting man. Dave, that is all we have today for our first ever Greenlight Sports Podcast. If you guys make it again, thanks for tuning in. We'll be coming at you with another podcast, hopefully Monday or Tuesday, recapping this week, this amazing slate that we have, Dave. Any last words? Uh, not really. I, I'm – yeah, I would just say buckle up. It's going to be a fun Saturday. Like I said, this has potential to be one of the best weeks of college football we see. But, yeah, nothing really else going on right now. Uh, my Braves, obviously, are playing right now or just ended. Ronald's going to hit two home runs. Uh, Matt Olsen just hit his fourth home run in, like, four days. But, yeah, we're, we're definitely getting more into baseball playoffs as they come soon and NFL, obviously, starting. So that's all we got for you today. Yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will see you guys soon. Yep.